The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Benjamin Ye. Ben is a business and transformation coach. He launched his Boom Vision podcast in 2021. It's a show designed for driven entrepreneurs and professionals seeking clarity, purpose, and happiness. This show dives deep on how to create lasting success by building a solid foundation of a healthier mind, body, and soul. It starts with a powerful mindset. Hi, Ben. Thanks for being on the show with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I am very grateful and honored to be here with you. I am very grateful and honored that you agreed to be here (laughs) and very excited to share about your life's journey so far and how that's transformed into what it is that you do to help people these days. So if you wouldn't mind maybe starting and telling us more about you from you. Yeah. So I would say right now I'm in the third chapter of my life. My first chapter started off as a real estate hospitality consultant. So I was doing that for four years. And all that really means is that I lived out of a suitcase for four years because as a consultant, you travel a lot, you know, the client side or, you know, or site visits. And in doing that, It was interesting because it was the day before Christmas. I remember driving into work, which was downtown LA. And I remember a new song came on, on the radio, which was Kiss FM. And I think it was, it was a song. I hate this part right now by the Pussycat Dolls. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a catchy tune. Right. And I was like, oh, hmm. Something feels off here. I'm probably going to go in and get laid off. Right. And I remember driving in and sure enough, I got laid off and I was like, ah, interesting. Okay. And, you know, as you can imagine, that was a very stressful time because that was like the financial crisis back then in 2008 and things started to unravel. But the interesting thing is that whenever one door closes, another one opens up if you are looking in the right areas. Hence my second chapter of my career, it was during that moments of, you know, probably like a month after getting laid off that I had this really blessed opportunity that came across my way, which was starting off as an investment officer for a family office. 
And so a family office is just a fancy term for an investment team. It happens that I worked for principals that really built their wealth in the restaurant industry. And so all the money they made in the restaurant group, we use that money to invest on their behalf. And there are Force 500 families, so they're billionaires. And so as a second chapter of my career as an investment officer, just to put things in perspective, you know, seven years I was there, we deployed well over a billion dollars for them in that seven years. So it's a lot of money. But what is my money? It's just energy, right? Didn't understand it by the time, but it was really just energy. And during then, I was very blessed because I met my wife there. We got married and we had our first child. And what was really fascinating is I remember two weeks after my son was born, I remember I was laying in bed next to my wife, staring at the ceiling. And all of a sudden I had this vision came up and I was like, what is this? And the vision I saw was this white house with a front yard. Two kids were running around. My wife and I were there. Everyone seems happy. But as I'm seeing this vision play out internally, I was feeling empty. I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. What's, what's going on here? And as I really dug into trying to understand and process, why do I have this gap between what I'm envisioning that's supposed to be of happiness while I'm not feeling anywhere near close to that feeling internally, what I came to realize was the path that I was on was really a path designed by others, by society, by my parents, et cetera. It wasn't a path that my soul wanted to be on. So what in the world do I do with that? <laughs> right? When coming to that realization, because mm -hmm. if my intention is to be in the investment game and an investment officer for a billionaire family, like this is it. There are great principles to work for. There's no better place to be, but I knew then after digesting and understanding that gap and that feeling or lack of feeling thereof that, oh, I wanted my life to be more meaningful than just a number, right? And what I mean by number is as an investment officer, it's all about IRR, internal rate of return, right? And I wanted my life to be more meaningful than that. And it wasn't until a few years later after that vision and that processing that I really took that leap of faith. And it's like, you know, I, my kids are still young. You know, at the time I was living in an apartment with one child. So I knew that vision was in the future, but I was like, you know, I need to embark on my third chapter, right? And that's when, after I decided to leave, both my wife and I left around the same time in that same year, we started this new journey. And at the time too, when I reflect back during then on the second chapter, first and second chapter, I was very left-brained, very 100% logic-based, right? I'm Taiwanese. My wife is Taiwanese. Our family are Buddhist. And I wouldn't say I'm like a daily practitioner, but you know, we follow Buddhism. But I wouldn't say that I'm a highly spiritual person at the time. But what was interesting is through the second chapter of you know, taking landmark education, Tony Robbins, a lot of the self-development, but also being introduced in what's a Reiki healing session, right? What is that about? And this energy work. And it's like, oh my God. So it really started our spiritual journey. When I really took that leap of faith and started my third chapter, that's when it was almost like a convergence of 
my personal, my professional, my spiritual journey into this one road where, okay, I'm going to figure this out as an entrepreneur, but what's really going to guide me in a way that makes my soul feel alive. And in this third chapter, as an entrepreneur, you know, having different businesses, but the one constant, my wife being very intuitive, share with me, like, you know, Ben, I see you most alive whenever you coach people. And she was right, because back then, when I'm investing, whether it's real estate or in companies, whether it's startups or private equity, I have money riding with the company. I want them to succeed, right? So I'm working with the CEOs, I'm working with the companies, but rather than just speaking strictly on scorecards and KPIs, KPI stands for key performance indicators, rather than just talking about pure numbers, I always had more of a holistic perspective back then. But in this journey of what really tipped me over on awakening is one of my uncles that was like the cool uncle. He was like a big brother to me, like that mentor. He passed away during the pandemic. And my cousins asked me to be the MC for his funeral. And I remember I was in the middle of pandemic, being an MC. And when I came back and reflected on that experience, because it was, it was like losing a dear family member. I remember coming back home. I was doing another Excel performa for a real estate deal I was looking at. And I was, I just, just paused. I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do another Excel performa, right? It's interesting where usually it takes life events, whether it's health, whether it's a family, whether it's a new birth or new death, whatever it is, yeah. where it gives you pause to think, hmm, is the priorities in how I live my life, is that in alignment? In those moments, I realized, no, it wasn't. So what do I do about it? Because I needed to do something about it. Yeah. And that's what set me in this new path of the coaching I do. I call it business and transformation coaching, but the emphasis is more transformation than it is business. But it's working with conscious leaders, heart-centered entrepreneurs, the future change makers of how do you align your purpose in thriving in life by first starting to build a strong foundation of mind, body, and soul. And when you have that foundation and you're very crystal clear about what your true north is, then any success you build on it will be sustainable, will have longevity, and you'll have fun. And that also really kickstarted this intention of creating a podcast because when I started Boom Vision, I think about, man, my 30-year-old self early thirties, when I had this vision and it's like, what do I do with that? I didn't have the language or the frameworks or things to process through. What do I do when I feel stuck? How do I figure that out? Not just for myself, but just in this journey, because life's a, you know, life's a journey, right? Yeah. And that's what led to, okay, let's create the language so that someone like me can understand and it just sent me on this beautiful path of meeting a lot of great people around the world, right? That's how we got connected with this podcast. It, it yep. led to a lot of like clients because the words I say resonate, which gives me a signal they're ready for this work and all that. So hopefully that answers your question on kind of my journey, but really the evolution of kind of how it led to where I am today. Yeah, no, I love that. That's so beautifully outlined and very well spoken. 
I am curious though, those times when you left one chapter to enter the next, Hmm. was it a smooth transition or was there a lot of fear surrounding if it was going to work or not? What was that like for you? Yeah. Great question, Laura. I'm going to say it was a mixed bag of really a whole host of emotions. It was more of how do I then distill it and process it to be able to move forward, right? You know, you mentioned fear. I say this a lot on my show, but what is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And it doesn't mean to dismiss it. If you feel it, is to process and understand why, what's the root cause. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's, it can be scary. It was scary. It's like, what do I do? Do I jump? You know, because when I left, it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute, but I'll figure out how to make a parachute on a way down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't advise that. That's, That's very abrupt. But I knew I was just operating at the level where, wow, I need to take a pause and break to decompress and understand and get my bearings straight, right? And, and that's the thing, pausing and giving yourself a break, standing still to give yourself a moment is an action. It doesn't mean it's an inaction, but you don't want to stay still forever either. But it doesn't mean if you're not going or you're not you know, going backwards, like it's, it's only those two directions. It doesn't have to mean that way. There's a time and place for everything. And So for me to be able to process and also have a life partner that's understanding, it means the world because honestly, like having Ruby helped with both starting our spiritual journey together, then we really understand, just have common language, understanding development and and the phases and just holding a space for each other because it's a really interesting ride, right? And, and, (laughs) but having a partner that's very understanding and can appreciate and holding a space for each other is very, very helpful. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that's huge. I've had many guests on the show who have that supportive space. Doesn't always mean their partner is going through something similar, but at least they just kind of let them go through what they need to. So to have that for each other, I feel like that's very special. It is. And this actually brushes on one of the topics I mentioned. I believe it was episode 13 for Boom Vision, but it's like map and internal compass. Because when I, when I speak to partners, whether it's personal relationships, whether it's business partners, right? What I say is, as long as you're rowing in the same quadrant, you're good. You don't have to be rowing in the exact same location, right? So Laura, we're both in Southern California. So we don't have to know the exact address in Manhattan of where we want to go. It doesn't have to be that specific. But if you want to go to the Northeast and I want to go to Hawaii, well, we're going in opposite directions. This is not going to work, right? right? But if you want to go to the Northeast and I want to go to Chicago, well, it's the same quadrant from where we're both starting. So we can figure that out, right? Yeah. And a lot of times when you think about business, hey, you have a strength and I have a weakness and it's complementary. Let's get into business together. Well, wait a minute. That's just on a map level. That's just on a surface level in terms of your strengths and weaknesses and all that, right? But what about your internal compass? What about when things hit the fan? How do you resolve problems? The question about integrity, what do you, you know, all these things where it doesn't surface until things go wrong, then how do you fix it? Or how do you problem solve? How do you create the solution? Those don't come up until later on. 
at the end of the day, if the value system is similar, where at least as long as we're in the same quadrant, it's workable. You can figure that out, right? But it's only when it's not. And what's interesting, what's really interesting is in this work of spirituality, it doesn't mean you have to be in lockstep on the growth of spirituality, but having one person activate in the journey of spirituality, as long as the other partner is somewhat starting, doesn't have to be in the same pace, it helps you keep in the same quadrant. Yeah. When it's not, because when you're on a spiritual path, like, guess what? Your priorities start to rearrange in your life. It's true. Right? Yeah. And then the other old self, if you're not in a spiritual, if it's, nope, my priorities are the same. It's like, well, that might start diverging into different quadrants, right? And so that's one of the things it's like, okay, well, how do you check in with each other? What's your definition of success? What's your definition of happiness? How do we make sure we're sort of at least somewhat in alignment and having those conversations? And so that's what I walked through in that episode, but also sometimes in coaching because they're all it's all interconnected, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like what happens in your personal life can really affect other aspects of your life. So I can definitely see how that would be connected. 100%. With you coming up with this language yeah. that you understand or you had to learn to understand or create, what was that process like? Oh, what was that process like? You know, I think when I look back in hindsight, there were probably downloads is my guess. You know, it's, it's interesting because when I started to lean in and understand the language of what my intuition and how it's signaling to me, then it really started paving a way to understand intuitively what's the language that's going to resonate. And so the process for me, because... I take a step back, right? Back when I was in the second chapter, being left brain, being 100% logic based, I didn't know that I was an empath because any times there were glimpses of it, no, that's nonsense. And I would just shut it off because I didn't understand how to process it. I, I know we're going off a little bit of a tangent, but I'll give you an example. You know how sometimes when mothers are pregnant, that in the pregnancy, they have heightened senses you know, whether it's smell, they have some, right. Wait, can you relate <laughs> yep. to that? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, they don't tell you is that sometimes it heightens the senses for the dads too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what I mean by that. Right. I, I remember, I think this was for our son, but when my wife was pregnant with our first child, I remember one time I was, you know, so it was still in corporate life. I was sitting in one of the cubicles I had this like migraine headache, but it was very specific. It was this really hard pressure on my right temple. And then this piercing almost feels like needles sticking on my, on my back of my left head. Right. It was a very specific headache that was painful. Wow. I was like, what is this? Right. Yeah. And I got up, I went to a restroom and once I got outside of the area of it went away. What? So then I went to the restroom and I was like, Okay, that's kind of odd. Then I came back in. Ow, what? What is what? this, right? And then I looked over and one of my coworkers, usually a very talkative person, she was kind of quiet that day. And we're sitting seven, eight feet apart. And so I looked over and I was like, are you feeling, and I'm describing the headache where like this and you know, piercing pain. She looked over and she's like, how do you know? That's exactly how I'm feeling. I was like, you need to leave. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, first of all, are you okay driving back home? Because if you are, if you're here, I'm not going to be able to work because I'm feeling as I'm picking up whatever you're, you're, you're feeling. And she just like, what? 
Okay, so and because it, so yeah, what? And so she packed <laughs> up and left. I was like, "Are your kids driving back?" So yes, okay. And then once she left, went away. Oh. But I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Like I what? And I didn't yeah. understand how the process is. Yeah. And then fast forward like a month or two. This might be like in the third trimester. You know, my wife usually got car sick, motion sickness in stop and go traffic, right? And I remember one time she was feeling pain one part of her left side of her stomach, and I looked over. And I just gently touched her arms, like, are you okay? But once I touched her arm, ow, like I felt the pain up, like exactly just feeling. And so I kind of like let go. I was like, oh wow. my goodness, are you going to be okay? You know, because we were driving across town. Wow. She was fine. But whatever reason in the pregnancy, it heightened my senses. And again, I didn't understand about how empathetic I was is because I think before I was shutting that sensory off, but now knowing it's like, hey, I'm just letting it flow. Going back to your question again, because I know that's like a little bit of a tangent there. Can I ask? Because it's a very yes. interesting tangent. Yes. Um, so has it happened since now that she's no longer pregnant? Not to that level, because oh. the way I've honed in, because because it was only when she was pregnant that somehow like my amplified my sensory. But then yeah. when she's not, I go back to like my regular set point. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, I think your question was like, how did it start in terms of tapping into intuition and, and stuff, right? The way I honed in on my sensory of energy is I listen to people's words because words have energy behind it. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I do when I listen to people's words is if they're telling me, metaphorically speaking, in their career, in their business, as an analogy, they want to run the marathon. They want to run the Boston Marathon. They want to do the Ironman. That's a level of game they want to play. That's a level of what they want to envision and want to manifest. But the language they're using is in a 5k level. Well, wait a minute. Why is that? Why is there a gap? That's a great well, analogy. Right. Yeah. I'm feeling this density and this, okay. Is it because of your belief system? Is it because of your limiting beliefs? Right. And you know, the analogy I use very often on my show is if the business is a vehicle and you are the driver, it's no different than your body is a vehicle and your mind's a driver. And in business, in this hustle and grind mindset in the society, I have a love-hate with this word hustle and grind because hmm. it's almost like you just have to just put your head down and just keep grinding it out. And it's just like, you know, day in, day out. Just about, it's all about putting in hours. It's like, wait, do you ever give yourself the space and grace to just pop your head up and just like, am I even going in the right direction? Hmm. Right? In mm -hmm. business, it's about, you know, getting faster car, getting more revenues. And it's like, well, I'm going to upgrade from a Camry to Ferrari, but hold on. If you upgrade from a Camry to a Ferrari, guess what? That 10,000 pound limiting belief baggage that you have in your trunk, that gets transferred over too, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so if <laughs> and you the just, trunk space probably gets smaller. <laughs> right. And if you just let go of the limiting belief, you by virtue will already go faster. It's never about the car. It's never about the car. It's always about the driver. And so then what I do is really just sense the energy behind the words people use. Is that in alignment with where they want to go? And if not, what's the gap? What's the root cause? And then that's when we really go into the inner work because all I'm doing is just facilitating. I'm not giving you dancers. Answers all within you. Would that even mean when someone told me that 20 years ago? I'd be like, what are you smoking? Right. But, <laughs> but you know, like in the spiritual work, it's like, well, it's very there. We're just guiding you. Because if you learn how to tap it in, then you're not going to rely on others. The power is all within. So how do I help you amplify that? 
Yes. Another great example why I think so many of us in this industry, I don't know what you would call it, that are so big into learn to hone in on your intuition. It's so important because of so many different levels, not only if you want to practice psychic mediumship and learn to connect with your guides, but to also help you know where to go next on your journey and so many different aspects. So intuition is just so important. And another reason why one needs to hone in on it. Yeah. So and, glad and you brought that up. And I love to share in depth about what that means because how do I explain yeah. it in a way where I would have understood, right? Please. So mm-hmm. so the three core pillars of building a powerful mindset, and this is the basis for my show, is that it's your imagination, it's your voice, and your intuition. So what do I mean by that? Imagination, voice, and intuition. Imagination is what you see mentally. Your voice or your inner voice is what you hear mentally. Your intuition is what you feel internally. What you see, what you hear, and what you feel creates your inner world that then it gets amplified to your outer reality. What's the mental gym? What's the exercise to exercise your imagination, your inner voice, your intuition? Because if you know how to strengthen that, my God, you can create the reality that you want to manifest. But what are the steps for that, right? And the way I break it down is like your imagination. Okay, are you seeing and imagining on a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper? Or are you making and imagining as the world's your canvas? How little or expansive is your imagination? Then in terms of voice, your inner voice, your inner voice is just a output of the programming you've downloaded in your subconscious, right? Dr. Bruce Lipton has said like, you know, 5% of your day is operating on your conscious mind, but 95% of it is operated by your subconscious. And I remember when I first listened, I was like, what does that mean? Well, you know, a, a very tangent example is if I'm driving my kids to school, there's always a route that I take. But on the weekends, it's a similar route, but if I'm going to a farmer's market, I'm supposed to make a right on that street light instead of a left. But if I'm deep in thought and my body's on autopilot, then I'm going to make that left because that's the road I take every time dropping off my kids. And when I do that, it's like, oh my God, I'm supposed to make a farm. I'm supposed to make a right. I was on autopilot. And my kids will even call me out on that now. It's like, dad, are you on autopilot? Right? Because I'm sharing the <laughs> language because we don't realize how much of our life is on autopilot. And when you're on autopilot, Whatever program you have in your subconscious, that's what's going to be overriding your decision-making, your thoughts, and your actions. And so the way I distill it is, what is your subconscious? I call it SOS, subconscious operating system. What we absorb as a child from zero to seven, right? There's studies, I think, I'm not sure if, I think it was UCLA, but there was a study that said that when you're a child and a toddler, Generally speaking, you hear two no's for one yes. Mm. And depending on your culture and your family background, the amount of times you hear no might be even more so than that, right? And the case in point is, I remember my son, as a, you know, when he was growing up, he was like a little tank and he would always find the corners of the tables, right? And so we always had to put bumpers on the corners back then when he just started walking because somehow he would find it and I wanted to make sure he's protected. But there's times where he's about to bonk his head on the corner and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Wait a minute. Within a span of one second, I just said five no's. I didn't even mm-hmm. say yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Is that why I see the world half empty rather than half full? Mm-hmm. These are all pre-programmed we have in our subconscious. 
And so part of it is, are you the worst critic or are you your best cheerleader? And it's not because of you. It's just programming you have. And what I try to explain to people is, it's just having awareness and then understanding that it doesn't mean to completely replace it. All you need to do is just upgrade it. That has served you to help you protect yourself and grow. Doesn't mean you want to dismiss it, but how do you download new programming or SOS so that your inner voice is then in congruence with what it is that you want to create, what it is you want to manifest, right? So that's inner voice. And then tuition, like we could probably spend two hours on this topic alone, right? <laughs> right. But intuition is what you feel internally. And the way I say it is that intuition is different for everyone. We all have it. And the way I describe it is that your intuition is what I call your soul GPS. It's your soul GPS. It's connected to your higher self. So, you know, going back to the car analogy, if you're going in a direction, are you going in the right course or doing your course correct? You're going to get those intuitive hits to tell you, you might need to get a right turn, right? Or not. But the way it'll come to you and why it's going to be different for everyone is that some people will see visions. Some people will hear a different tone of voice that's calm and collected, that's not emotionally charged. Some people might feel it in their body. It's going to all be different for everyone, but everyone has a soul GPS. It's a matter of, dude, give yourself the space and grace to listen and how your intuition wants to communicate with you. Because it's probably, if you haven't really exercised that muscle, you don't know how it wants to communicate with you because you haven't really given it the space to listen. Yeah, it definitely does take practice and you have to recognize it. You right. have to recognize it, yeah. And then when you recognize it, follow through and then see what comes of it so that you learn to trust it because yeah. that's a big step. It is. I mean, how many times in business or in career or whatever, it's like your IQ mind, your conscious mind is saying, based on the data and things, this is the right direction, but you have this gut feeling, right? This thing where it's like, no, I think it's something else. And then looking back, it's like, oh my gosh, in hindsight, I should listen to my gut feeling. Okay, then how do I strengthen that? Or do we still rely on the conscious mind? And I think our society and way we're trained and educated, it's, it's just more strengthening the IQ. It's not so much of how do you strengthen your intuition? And so now, you know, for me, if I'm getting this intuition and this message, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, got it. And I just do it. I don't even question anymore because if I let a couple of seconds go by and my left brain wants to like somehow, you know, dissect it and analysis process, then I'm going to talk myself out of it. Yep. And that's how you start slowly understanding and start trusting because you know, one of the most asked questions is how did I know if it's my inner voice or it's my intuition? How do you, how do you make the distinction? Right. And the way I answer that is, well, usually your inner voice is again, a byproduct of your SOS, but it might be your ego or might be emotionally charged. Your soul GPS, think of it like your Siri, right? It's always going to be the same voice. It's going to be very calm. It's coming from light and love. It's not coming from fear. It's not coming from, you know, whatever negative emotion might be. And you just got to have to be able to quiet your mind to understand what language is it speaking to, right? If you're speaking English and all of a sudden you're getting this, like, you know, this message, snow, what, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Right. And then you're going about your day and, and it's like, it's okay. It's all jumbled up because I have all these thoughts going in my mind, but then if I quiet my mind, oh, is it C or is it no? 
that's trying to speak to me in Spanish. Holy cow, I didn't know that. It just got jumbled up in snow, right? Like what? It's because oh, I didn't wow. quiet my mind. And it's like, oh, that's the language is trying to take me. You know, I, I'm just using that as an analogy, but I'm trying to get the point across. Like you just, you got to give yourself the space and grace to calm yourself and see it's going to be different for everyone. If I gave you my playbook, it's going to show up differently because all of us are wired differently, but it's really coming from the same source. We're all energy, right? So how does it show up for you? You just have to be able to tap in to see how does it want to communicate with you. I love it. So as you may recall, Ben, I love the topics of spirit guides. So mm. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your spirit guides and who they are and maybe how you discovered who they were. Mm. Let's see. So when I began my spiritual journey, so my wife and her older sister are very intuitive. And my older sister is like an energy healer. She's based in Taiwan, but she's an amazing healer. And what's interesting, what's really fascinating, Laura, is it's almost a, somewhat of a similar path because she used to be an RN. Oh, wow. So how that's why that? when we first connected, I was like, oh, you remind me of my oh, how but, but then she went into this world of spirituality and became really just a powerful energy healer. And in that, you know, she was sharing with me that, oh, my four guides are Nikola Tesla, it's uh, Confucius, it's Ben Franklin, and it's St. Francis of Assisi. I was like, really? Wow. Okay. And that's why, you know, what I created is, oh, okay, I guess those, those are my, my spirit guides. And then when I think about it, it's like, oh, then that's why sometimes I'm able to create things. I'm like, where does that come from? I don't know that, right? I, I don't think it's me, but it's probably downloads that I'm getting from it. But it's, yeah. it's a really a discovery period because for me, that awakening really amplified in the last couple of years. It wasn't like I had it all throughout my life, but it's a matter of, again, do I quiet my mind? And do I be able to connect and see how is it that you want to communicate with me? Oh, I absolutely love it. Before I ask us to wrap this up, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Hmm, good question. So there's one framework I would like to leave with the group because I feel it's helped me tune into how to raise my frequency and my energy within, right? And, and what it is, is like a morning ritual. The morning ritual that I have is a simple four steps. Is it okay if I share that with the... Absolutely, right. please. Fantastic. Okay, so the four steps of the morning ritual, step one is just getting into a calm state. You got to be able to get into a calm state so that you're giving yourself the mental space to letting the signals come through in a very clear way. We have so many thoughts going on in our mind. I call it the wind tunnel. When your wind tunnel is <laughs> activated, right? How do you how do you get that piece of paper when you've got like 50 papers, you know, twirling around in this totally. chamber? <laughs> so how do you quiet that wind tunnel? And when you do, you're able to then see, ah, that's what I was fine, trying to find. So first day is getting in calm state. Is that meditation? Is that jogging? Is this any form that works for you that keeps it simple? And then the way I did it is, you know, I actually created a one minute breath work exercise that I walk people through. So, you know, at the end, I'm happy to share the link where people can download Please, and yeah. subscribe to Boom Vision that it's a one minute breath work of just breathing in, breathing out, activating the parasympathetic to just calm your mind, right? So it's very simple one minute exercise. And then mm -hmm. the second step is setting your intentions. Setting your intentions is such a powerful way to go about the day. And so the sentence that I share people with is, it's a statement saying, my intention for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. 
my intention for achieving X is Y because it makes me feel Z. Now, why is this simple statement important? I want to achieve X because you have to know the why behind it. But not knowing the why isn't enough. It's knowing the why and how does it make you feel? Because mm -hmm. if it makes you feel a certain way and you can feel it when you've already achieved it, how does it feel? Then guess what? You're tapping into knowing what's the energy level of what it takes to accomplish that. And so when you have it and able to distill it in that simple sentence, it gives you that clarity of, okay, in order to achieve X, I'm doing it because of Y, but it makes me feel Z. And now knowing what that feeling is on Z, then the third step is find a song that raises your vibration that matches that feeling. Do you want to feel more confidence? Do you want to feel higher energy? Do you want to feel more love, self-worth, self-love, self-confidence, whatever it is. And I've created three different playlists so you could pick from any of those three, whether it's high energy, whether it's confidence, self-love, so that awesome. for people to understand, hey, what is the feeling that I'm looking for to match that statement, that goal statement of setting your attentions. And then the fourth and final one, this is really important, is once you do the breath work, once you say the sentence of my, set my intentions, once you listen to the song, the song could be like four or five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. It's about making the declaration out loud. I am. I am unstoppable. I am worthy. I am love. Why is I am so powerful. I A M. I stands for intentions. A stands for actions. N stands for manifestation. What I put my intentions to, what I back it up with the actions that I take, I manifest. So when you say it out loud, you are then really embodying that energy of what it is you want to create. And it's going to help you in your pursuit of what you want to really manifest in life. Wow. That's amazing. And that's amazing that you came up with those four things. It's just so detailed, even like yeah. the, the acronyms that make the words. Oh, wow. Thank you. I, I, honestly, I think it's, <laughs> it's the downloads and just being, you know, in yeah. the spiritual path, because when I feel yeah. it, my intuition is I get vibes in my body. It's like, oh, okay, this is a message <laughs> I need to yeah. hear. You know, I, I need people to hear and whatever it may be. And through the coaching, when I hear people, it's like, oh, this came up twice in the coaching calls this week. Okay, then that's probably on group consciousness. All right, oh, I, I should wow. talk about that. And that's how I come up with my topics. And I'm like, hey, I, I want to share that. this because it's just being in a flow. When you're in that flow state, time just dissipates. Yeah, in the flow. Yes, and, pay, and you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is really great too. Well, Ben, I have just absolutely been loving this. And I love sitting in your, in your energy. I feel like my blood pressure automatically like goes down to like a normal <laughs> lever. You're so nice and calm, such a great energy Thank to help you. wrap up our interview. Yes. I was wondering if you had any parting advice for the listener, sort of like a timeless message for them for the time that they listen to this episode. I do. So what's coming to me right now, or uh, this has sort of been a new mantra with our family here in the last couple of years is embrace who you are and embody who you want to become. Embrace who you are, all of the light and dark in you. You are who you are. Just be authentically you. But it doesn't mean you have to be stagnant and you are who you are. It's embody who you want to become. In order to embody who you want to become, you have to have the imagination of what it is I want to be, right? You got to be able to have the right inner voice to support you rather than bring you down in terms of the rhetoric you're saying to yourself. 
And then intuition is going to help guide you on whether are you in the right course or doing course correct. So embrace who you are, embody who you want to become. I, I saw this quote in, I think one of those yogi tea bags, they have those quotes thing on, on yeah. the end, right? Yeah. 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 So it, 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 I pulled that one time. I was like, huh. I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is our family mantra for going forward. And so we say <laughs> a lot to our family. So. I love it. And it connects everything all together so nicely. It really just shows how everything that you coach and share, whether it's with your clients or in your podcast, it just is all connected. Ben, I just really want to thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom and your journey with me and the listeners. I just really thank you so much. And thank you for your lovely message. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I'll just add one thing, the people that can Please. download the one minute breath work, as well as the three playlists. It's just my website. So it's www.benjaminyeh.com. So that's B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-Y-E-H.com backslash thank you. And so if you just go there, you'll be able to just, you know, when you sign up for a boom vision, my podcast is boom vision. And then do you mind if I see a quick story why I came up with that name? Absolutely. Go okay. for it. Okay. Cause it's, you know, I'm very big on there's energy behind words. So I wanted yeah. the title of my podcast to be very intentional. And so what came to me is, well, what's my show about? It's about building on a strong foundation of mind, body, and soul. But what is the mind? The mind is imagination, voice, intuition. So if you take those five words, imagination, voice, intuition, body, and soul, if you take the first two letters of those five words and you scrabble it, you get boom vision. Wow. And I remember I was in my office here and I came to that realization. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so is it vision boom or is it boom vision? And when I was saying that out loud, I have a window right across from my desk. Right when I said, is it vision boom or is it boom vision? A bird flew right into my window. No. And I was the bird. Is the bird okay? The bird's okay. The bird's okay. okay. I think it was like a pigeon, but I was like, oh. what? I even took a picture of the window because there's still feathers stuck to it. No one's going to believe yeah. me when they see this. But <laughs> I saw that. I remember looking up to the sky. I was like, universe got it. Okay. It's boom vision. Okay. I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> and that really, oh uh, that's wow. what kind of started, you know, the name of it and, yeah. and so forth. So if it resonates, I invite people to listen. And, you know, if, if I can be of any help, if you feel stuck, show me a DM, you know, on Instagram. I think you have all my handles that I think it's. Oh yes. It's going to all so. be, it's going to yeah. be in the show notes. So hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed, easily clickable for the listener and they can just get right over to you. Beautiful. I am curious. One last question. Do you yeah. know what you're, have you ever done human design? I have. I wonder, do you remember what you are? I have my guess of what you are, but. Oh, you are? Okay. Okay. So I'm a emotional projector. Ah, I was going to say projector. <laughs> Yeah. And, or, or if it's quantum human design, I think it's called orchestrator. Okay. I haven't done that one before, but I've done yeah. human design. I'm a splenic projector. Oh, what's that? Very strong with my spleen and like intuition and stuff like that. Ah, yes. But the projector part for you, um, definitely I was, I feel, yeah, I, I could feel that for you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause it's similar to it, there's similarities with me. So, ah. um, yeah. And Laura, we're only 20% I, yeah. of the population. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is, I mean, human design is a, a new element for me, but you know, like I, I'm a student of life, so I'm willing to soak in and just understand yeah. you know, there's so much we don't know. And when we just live oh. life in a curious mind, it's like, there's so many beautiful things that can 
entering our lives, right? And so I, I just want to acknowledge you too, Laura. Like, I feel yeah. like we could just be jamming for hours, but <laughs> you know, like for the sake of this episode, I just want to say thank you for the warmth and light that you bring in this platform you created, but also just amplifying this work because there's a need for it in this next phase that we're, you know, as an evolution. And so I just want to acknowledge you for stepping out and creating, making this happen. Thank you, Ben. That means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> Thank you. And that was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.